Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of Nostalgia Decoms Today. My name is Trevor Duyall, and with me as always is my brother Kyle. Hello. Today, we're talking about a movie with the most insane stunts slash effects I've ever seen used for a dog in any movie ever in my life. (laughs) It's the original movie, Hounded. Kyle and I will talk all about these ludicrous stunts that were done in the movie, as well as our thoughts on it overall, in just a minute. But first, here's my quick synopsis for Hounded. Hounded follows Jay Martin, played by Taj Mari, a young teen who, after trying to prove his high school's bully, Ronnie Van Dusen, played by Shia LaBeouf, stole his competitive speech, finds himself caught up in an accidental dognapping. Now, between being given terrible suggestions of what to do in this situation by his friends and misunderstandings happening between him and his school's principal, Jay must try to both return the runaway dog he's taken in without being caught and continue his mission of proving he was cheated out of a scholarship for his school by stolen speech. Okay, I have my thoughts on it, which skew kind of negatively, but before I give my thoughts, Kyle, what were your overall thoughts on this movie? Well, I mean, I didn't didn't really think about it either way. The only problem I really had was the issue with the brothers wrapping up so fast. Mm -hmm. We didn't really see... I mean, we did see an interaction, but I found the solution came too fast. Mm-hmm. Because we only saw the older brother for, what, 30 minutes of the movie? Probably. And it just it, it wrapped up too fast for me. I, th- I wanted more from the brother's interactions. I don't know. That's what I... Yeah. <laughs> see, I, I have very similar feelings, because... One of the things I was like writing down like notes to take was that there's a lot of setup, but there's there's no payoff to any of it. It just anything that would be a solution for stuff that's set up set up in the movie is just kind of glossed over very quickly mm-hmm. in a line of dialogue. And one of those examples that you brought up is the brother, brothers. where you kind of you know the brother's problem mm-hmm. in the movie and. Whenever the problem's kind of brought up, I'm like, oh, this is what's going to happen, this, this, and this, and this, and then, boom, solution. And they did that to a certain extent, but they never showed us him putting it into action, mm-hmm. kind of. I also wished the solution to the main character's problem with the flashcards and whatnot mm-hmm. was something different than what it was. I, I have a lot of problems <laughs> with our main character. <laughs> Me personally, I wish the solution to the problem was that the the main principal or the headmaster or whatever, mm-hmm. not the father, the grandfather, oh, okay. the grandfather, which obviously he's the boss. Right. I wish that he would find out that his grandson stole it and the grandson like, oh, it's mine. And then the main character's like, no, it's mine. And then they would draw because obviously there's drawings on the back. And then they were like, oh, obviously it's yours because you can draw well. Honestly... 
that's where I thought the solution was going to be because they made a they made a point of of showing the flash the, the flashcards. Yeah, yeah. And then when he got fell down, they showed him again. And I'm like, okay, that's probably good for him going to be. Nope, that's never, not how... never brought up again. Even if it wasn't just like the grandpa mm-hmm. who they were trying to make their case to, even if it was like teachers in general, right, right. It, it just something because the flashcards are clearly clearly important. Besides the fact that they're just our main characters speech right notes and whatnot but still yeah i there are things i liked about this mm-hmm. but overall i'd probably rank this down next to brink okay like i'd put it just above brink but right next to brink yeah yeah basically uh, <laughs> though i guess it's not the worst you know ultimate christmas present that is still the worst i don't I don't think anything could beat Ultimate Christmas Present in worst category. No, I, I think you're. I think you're very right about that. Worst Ultimate. I almost called it Worst Christmas Present. <laughs> hey, there you go. There's the new name for it. But that's definitely gonna be at the bottom of my list for a long. If oh, there oh, is anything, I'm, I'm hoping that nothing beats that in the worst category. If there is, I'm gonna be very disappointed. In the decoms because well, at least if there is maybe you don't know about it because we got i mean i was going through the decoms we have almost 40 something shows to watch in the 2000s uh-huh. and then we got like 20 something in the 2010s yes so yeah. what were they on when they made movies in the 2000s early 2000s what do you mean well in the in the 90s uh-huh. we only have like 10 at most to watch in the originals then we get the 2000s, we got over 50 of them. <laughs> and then we get 20-something in the 2010s. Well, the the reason we only have 10 in the 90s, mm-hmm. or however many is in the 90s, is because it starts in 97. Okay. And it's 97 to 99. But that's not including the... So before it was decoms, oh, okay. before it was decoms, it was like I think it was like Disney Channel premiere movies or or something to that effect. But would they count as originals? I mean, there's they're still technically originals. They're just not categories under the decom moniker. Okay, that's that's all it really is. Okay, um, and those like before the decom movie movies, mm-hmm. those span all the way back to like the. 40s or 50s or something like that. Okay. Like, there's there's a bunch of them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it just so happens that they didn't start the decom moniker. Yeah. Okay. Which, I'm going to bring up some stuff, but we'll get to that okay. later. Okay. Trust me. Okay. All right. So, anyhow, let's get into talking about this movie. So, it opens up with that animation of the kid going to, like, the principal's office, and then the principal takes off a mask, and he's a, he's a werewolf, and bites off his head, and... I started the movie. I didn't even. I didn't even. I did not even look up what the movie was about. Was about. Mm-hmm. I didn't look at the plot or anything like that. I just like said, "All right, let's play and see see where this takes me." Mm-hmm. And the fact that it opened with that, I was like, "What am I watching?" <laughs> I was so confused. And then I realized, "Oh, it's the kid drawing. It's the animation. Cool, cool, cool. Got it. <laughs> Good. Not the, the entire movie won't be like this, right? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and." Whenever it starts and everything, we see the the cast list. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're doing their their opening credits, and the first thing I was surprised by was the fact that Shia LaBeouf was in this movie. Oh yeah. Now, it it wasn't like a a get a clue 
where I see uh what's her name from who played Paris in or no London Tipton in Sweet Life. What's her I name? don't remember her name really. But it, it's not like yeah. like seeing her mm-hmm. pop up and get a clue and you're like, wait, she's in this movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was more of, oh, okay, we're gonna see Shia LaBeouf. He this is where he starts his kind of Disney career. Mind you, this was like I think is a, it though? It was like a year after he started Even Steven. So oh, okay. Yeah. But it, it's like this is like his Probably early his days. First movie though. Her first Disney movie. Probably if I had to guess. I mean he's he might be in like one before this, maybe, mm. but yes. So it's like one of the first things that we're seeing him on. He on doesn't Disney have Channel. the experience that we know him to do, like in holes. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So I was surprised by that. And then something else you brought up, which is another one that I was surprised by, was seeing Sarah Paxson in this. Mm-hmm. And in this she's she's wheelchair bound. And I was curious because they didn't kind of bring up why she was wheelchair bound. I <laughs> saw so I wasn't sure if it was because maybe she You're broke a leg like or if she was born like that or or she had an accident where she's just uh, paralyzed from the waist down kind of thing. So I was curious if they were ever going to address that because I'm also not used to seeing Sarah Paxton in a wheelchair because obviously she's she's not paralyzed. Right. And obviously our main character is Taj Mari, <laughs> who he's famous in his own right. Because of the fact that he's he was in Disney shows like Smart Guy, which is a fantastic show with a very, very catchy theme song. I love that theme song. And obviously he also has his famous twin sisters, T and Tamara. Oh, okay. I didn't even know. You didn't know that? No, I did not. Yep. <clears throat> there is a and they've actually been <clears throat> in shows together or movies together. They've done movies together and they've they've kind of crossed over slightly with each other's shows. So for example, there's an episode of Smart Guy where T and Tamara from Sister Sister, Sister. crossover, and then vice versa. There's an episode of Sister Sister where okay. Taj Mahari as smart guy, the smart guy kid, crosses over into their episode. So they've done things like that. But there's also DCOMs where they star together, where it's Taj and one of his sisters are a brother and sister, and one of the others is a grandparent who has de-aged down to their age. Okay. It's it's a Oh, there's actually two like that. Okay, and they're different movies. Like they're yes. totally different. Basically, one of them is called Poof Point, which is a decom. Right, I just saw that. And that's where, and for that one, it might be their parents actually, where their parents are de aging to the point where they're about to de age out of existence. Oh, okay. But the other one is called Seventeen Again, and not the the Zac Efron Seventeen Again, mm. completely different Seventeen mm. Again, which has whichever twin sister it is mm-hmm. and Taj as brother and sister and their grandparents get turned into teenagers mm-hmm. and they're reliving their 17s. Mm-hmm. But they've been in, there's been a bunch of things like that where they'll usually team up together as a brother-sister duo and then something else will happen with the other sister somehow. <laughs> and it was nice to see him in a leading role. At the beginning, whenever he's talking to his mom and she's telling him that his brother's going to come and babysit him while she's gone for wherever she's going. And he's kind of complaining to her. I could hear his smart guy whine because he kind of does a little whine. He's like, but mom and everything like that. I was like, yeah, that's the, that's the Taj Mari I know. <laughs> and we'll get into more of his roles later. Cause he's also famous for a lot of other things, but it was nice to see these three type of actors show up. Mm-hmm. I will also say that, 
whenever whenever Shia LaBeouf shows up. I was curious because obviously I just saw his name in the title, so mm-hmm. I was wondering how he'd play a part. And having never seen this, now I have to say this gave me a, a Shia LaBeouf's character gave me even Stevens feel like his character from even Stevens sort of you know. I think that's what they wanted. Well, now, I think it was too much for. I don't know. Well, I th- I thought prior to his character actually showing up mm-hmm. that maybe he would be Taj Mahal's like best, best friend. friend kind of thing and just like you said his Lou Stevens persona right. where he's really goofy and an idiot basically like how Taj Mori's character's best friend in the film actually is yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Shia LaBeouf shows up and turns out he is the the principal Headmaster. headmaster's son and he is a douche I hate him I hate his character oh yeah he's the worst yes he is and it's like you said, it's his Lewis Stevens, but worse. Worse, and I think the main reason it's worse is because he's the quote unquote bad guy. Mm-hmm. And if he had been Taj Mahal's friend, he could have acted the same, but it wouldn't have been as bad because he's the good guy. Right, right. But it's the fact that he's picking on everyone and he's doing these awful pranks and things, and it's just he's he's awful. And I also. Which I'll, we'll get into a little bit more. Hated the fact that Taj Mahal's character, whose name is Jay Martin, I hated the fact that his character was very spineless. Oh yes, and so many things could have been avoided if yes. he would have just spoken up, and even not even listened to his friends because some and his brother as well. Yeah, because they got in, into a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. By avoiding situations and telling them do something else, yeah, and not do the thing that you were going to do at first, but you got your your you changed on a five. Yeah, and I get that you know there are people out there who are you know shy and everything and don't want to necessarily speak up and whatnot. But I hate in movies when something is so easily avoidable. If a character just does this, but he doesn't do it because he's shy or or quote unquote spineless and everything, because. It's just an easy fix that they're just getting past because the plot needs it to happen this way. Rather than coming up with a more smart way of handling the situation, if that makes sense. Like, okay. like, like, it, like instead of... Changer, well, like, instead of having, let's say, he tries to go to the principal, but he gets stopped and the principal leaves before he can tell mm-hmm. him. Or, you know, just something instead of it being... I didn't speak up because I'm shy and I, I don't have the courage to stand up and voice my opinion. Or if I voice my opinion, no one's going to believe me. Most of the time he was me. going to do it, but he got changed and he just stopped and then he just gave up. Yeah. Now, one of the first lines, this one of the first lines of dialogue that audibly made me like laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. So it's whenever they're all gathered in the courtyard and everything and the headmaster... Uh, Ward Van Dusen. That's how he says his name, I think. I think that's how it says it. He, he's gathered the student body there and he's, you know, saying, you know, uh, we're going to have our competition for the scholarship, scholarship, whatever, at this time, you know, be there on time, da 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 And he says, also, if any students ate the Spanish rice and you, uh, you should see 
the nurse, if you start feeling a bit and he like takes a pause and he says, weird. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever he said that, I was like, they just gave these students food poisoning. <laughs> and then later you find out it also carried over into the hash brown. So he has to deal with it even better, even sooner. <laughs> but that, whenever he said that, I was like, oh God, this is a horrible school. <laughs> and they're all heading inside. Mm-hmm. But as they're heading inside, the Shia LaBeouf character, whose name is Ronnie, is playing soccer, soccer. Play, playing with a soccer ball and kicks the ball right at Jay, Jay. and he drops Jack all his cards. cards. Yes, which has a sketch of the principal turning into a wolf and biting his, trying to bite his head off. Yes, and what else do those cards have on it? His, his speech. speech. So he's picking up his cards and everything, and the principal comes over, sees the cards, and the fact that. He's been drawn like a wolf, wolf. and mm-hmm. confiscates the cards. And this is where our problems begin, begin. For Jay, at least. Now, while all that's going on, we cut over to the military academy, which Jay's character does not want to go to. Even though, what, from what I we gather... I his father went there, and yes. his brother definitely goes there, because as we see, his brother's there. Correct. And his brother is a squadron leader. Mm-hmm. Essentially, and he's commanding, you know, he's commanding his unit to do things, you know, straighten up, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets a note that that school's headmaster wants to talk to him. So he goes to talk to that headmaster, and he's told by the headmaster that his squad is failing. And, and then he makes excuses. Oh, it's not my fault. Yes. It's their guys' fault. I shouldn't have to take a responsibility for them. Yes. And as soon as he started doing that, I was like, well, yeah, you, you failed already. It, that's not how it works. That First of all, that's not how the military works. And second of all, because of the fact that you're the leader, that's not how responsibility works right. either. If one guy fails, they all fail, and you fail. Exactly. And the commander, headmaster person, tells him that his father used to teach at the academy. And his father had a quote that was something along the lines of, you can get respect through fear, or if you use fear, you can get respect from your men, but your men will save your life if they love you. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Something along those lines. I can't remember the exact quote, but that's essentially what it was. And it was at that point that I came to the conclusion, oh, so what's going to happen is, whenever he goes to babysit his brother... He's going to learn how to... Work as a team and yes. take responsibility for his brother's actions and his. Yes. Essentially. Exactly. And that's how I figured it would it would end with mm-hmm. his thing where whenever he'd go back he'd he'd do something along the lines of we'd protecting s- his brother, I guess. Well I was gonna say I was gonna I, I could have seen him like if we could have seen his squad working together and oh, okay, supporting okay. him. Kinda like the end of the end of major pain. I don't think I've seen Major Payne. You've never seen Major Payne? I don't think so. With Major Benson Winifred Payne, played by, oh, Damon Wayans? Yeah, definitely. <gasps> you, Major Payne is a funny... It's not a DCOM, and I, I'm, it, I'm, it was like a movie in theaters, but it's a funny movie. And it's basically what the brother is, except the brother's not as tough and cool as Major Payne. Oh. Like, do you ever, like, stub a toe or hurt a finger or something like that? And then go to dad, and then dad be like, oh, I can help you take the pain off. And then and he, he goes, hits he hits you. you. Or, yeah, yeah he, he causes pain in, like, another part of your body. Mm-hmm. 
and you say out of that and he's like well you're not thinking about your finger anymore are you yeah that came from major pain oh okay because <laughs> they have a whole thing where i think someone gets shot and he's like i hope you take the mind of the pain and he says give me your pinky and, and then breaks it? his pinky oh. <laughs> And he goes, I'm a pinky. And he's like, not thinking about your gunshot wound, are you anymore? <laughs> Anyhow, now, sorry, we're getting off track. Back to this. So yeah, th- that was my thoughts for that. And the the general headmaster person even tells him to take the time off, you know, spend time with his brother and kind of learn. Learn from his brother, basically. Essentially, yeah, exactly. And then we get back to our main character, Jay. And... He's trying. Ooh, I'd say more like. I yeah. I guess we do. Yeah, I mean, we're just seeing like how he's trying to figure out how he's going to come up with a new speech, or how he's going to relearn his speech that he already wrote. Is what he's trying. And to And his out. best friend says, "Why don't you just try to remember it? Remember it while saying it to me." Exactly. Which actually was a good idea. And then we cut to the principal, obviously, and his son talking about his son and saying, "Oh, Jay's got a better speech than you." You gotta come up with something too, and I guess he basically in, says, "Why don't you look at his speech and then come up with your own?" I don't, I don't think that was the headmaster's intention for Ronnie to do. Well, he did it anyway. I know he did it anyway. I think what he was essentially, I think he was just trying to get Ronnie to take more initiative. Yeah, well, yeah, if you will, and actually try to win because Ronnie's just like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna win. I already know I am." And what was Ronnie's speech about? Jackie Chan being the best martial artist or something like that? Something like that. Because they brought it, they brought it up, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I'm surprised he even got to the finals with that. But hey, hey, you know what? Jackie Chan is the best martial artist. Oh no, I agree. But whenever you learn that, maybe that's why. Maybe a whole bunch of people were Jackie Chan fans and like, "Oh yeah, Jackie Chan is the best martial artist." Well, no, we learned that it's because of how we learned it's mainly nepotism. because yeah, nepotism because. At the beginning, whenever we first see Shia LaBeouf's character, we see him kick a soccer ball, and it hits the teacher in the head. And he's like, oh, it was me. And the teacher's just like, oh, laughs off and waves. Because of nepotism. Because of nepotism. And because the dad tells him that, you know, Jay has a better speech than Ronnie, Ronnie starts to get the idea, really now? And decides to copy Jay's speech word, word for, for word. word. And we cut to the assembly. Where they're giving their speeches, and we see that Ryan's up first, and he's giving the speech and whatnot, and Jay quickly realizes that's his speech. Now we come to learn that Ronnie's plan was the fact that he would copy Jay's speech word for word, and he knew he was going first. And but the only that... reason he knew he was going first is because Jay decided not to do a speech because he didn't have his cards. Well, what, did did Jay say that? Because I don't remember yeah, Jay saying what, that. He said I wasn't going to do my speech because I didn't have my cards. I remember him explicitly say, stating that explicitly. Well, even if so, okay. How did they decide an order to where Ronnie goes first? See, because it couldn't have been alphabetically because Jay comes before R well, in the alphabet. Name. Even still, Jay's last name is Martin, which starts with an M, and. Ronnie's is Van Dusen, so that would start with a V technically, unless they're going by the last last name, which is Dusen, but that doesn't make sense because okay. the last name okay. is Van Dusen. Well, maybe Jay, well, like I said, maybe Jay was going to go first, but he didn't do his speech because he didn't have his cards. I guess maybe, but it just, uh, 
doesn't make sense. But that was that was Ronnie's plan, so whatever. <laughs> and for whatever reason, which annoys me, as I already brought up, Jay doesn't speak up and say, that's right my speech. There, right then and there, yeah. because he goes to the principal later on and says that Ronnie stole my speech. He's like, the principal's like, do you have any proof? We don't, we don't accept anything without proof. Yes. He doesn't, he doesn't say it that, that way, that way particularly. Like you just kind of said, right. he, but he says that that's a serious allegation, accusation. Yeah. accusation. And the fact that, you know, the, the school itself takes cheating very seriously Seriously. and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's better if Jay actually has proof of it. Before, actually. Yes. And the principal asks, like, how Jay came up with that, uh, how, that accusation, allegation. And Jay says that fact that Ronnie said his speech word, word for, for word. word. And that gives the principal pause. Because, <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I'll check into it, he says. Yes. And so he calls Ronnie to his office. And... While the principal headmaster is talking to Ronnie, Jay asks for a hall pass, which the secretary doesn't ha- have. And at that point, I was like, it's probably because Ronnie stole them all. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And, I, see, I didn't get that until just now. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. And so she says that, you know, she's, already, she's always losing some and everything. And so she has to run off to get some from another teacher mm-hmm. and whatnot. And while she goes to do it, Jay listens into the principal's office and here's the principal obviously we see that ronnie takes after his father because they don't close the door all the way no they and they do speak not. quite loud apparently yes <laughs> and you come to realize that ronnie did in fact steal the speech and that the principal for the most part kind of know I mean, no, he... he didn't realize that ronnie was doing it but once he realized that jay like confronted him about it he's like oh ronnie must have done it and then you know ronnie doesn't do anything serious the principal doesn't really care after the fact no what what does the principal tell him to do he tells him to destroy Destroy the cards cards. and all ronnie does is tear one i believe i mean i guess that's all we see i'm pretty sure one i never remember i didn't remember seeing i didn't see him tear any of the cards i saw no whenever the bicycle happened and jay looked at the backpack i'm pretty sure one of the cards were in half no, I thought he just had the cards all together in his backpack. It looked like it, it was in half. No, I and thought I it was... still had two pictures. Well, I thought it was two separate cards that were, like, taking up the entire back spot. But the thing about it is, is that Ronnie tells his dad that the cards are in his locker. And once again, another thing that annoys me, because it's an easy fix, why doesn't Jay go straight to the locker, locker to break well, in? I mean, I mean, well, uh, break in... Excuse me, we don't want to, we don't want to be breaking an injury here. But it's the fact that if Ronnie does indeed have his cards, then Mm -hmm. it's less of, you know, breaking, but like to prove the point that his cards are in Ronnie's locker. And it would prove the fact that Ronnie cheated. But how would he break in? I mean, you can get tools. Okay. Okay. There's, there's ways to, there's ways to break into a locker if you really need to. All you you have to do is just break the lock. Instead of breaking in, go to a different teacher. I mean, that would work too. Yeah. And ask them to open the locker to get his cards. Well, either way, they, he needed to speak up again, and he doesn't. He doesn't. And instead, so he just starts walking down the hall, and because of the fact that he didn't wait for his hall pass, he can... Get in- stopped by the hall monitor. Yes. And he's about to get written up for detention, and who shows up but Ronnie 
to give him a hall pass, which he apparently sells for $2 a pass to make money on the side. Definitely uh, stole it now, <laughs> now that you mentioned that. You really didn't catch any of that? I didn't catch him <laughs> that he stole it. I was just blank there. I just didn't really care if he stole it, I guess. Once again, he's, he's a douchebag, so you gotta expect that he would do things like that. <laughs> so he gives him the hall pass, so, you know, Jay can get by with all of it and everything, and Jay's thinking he's being cool, but not really. And Jay's, you know, riding his bike home, and we see Ronnie kind of catch up to him, and then knocks Jay over, and kind of, like, laughs at him, whatever, takes off. And you see the flashcards in the back of Ronnie's backpack. Which, once again, why would he leave it in a place where everybody could see it? Exactly. And on top of that, if I was Jay, I'd be hopping on my bike and to chasing after him. chase after him to at least get the cards out of the backpack. And I don't understand why he doesn't do it. Nope, he just says, I'll be... And he doesn't even he doesn't even come up with the idea to go back and steal them. Yeah. It's his friend that says, Why don't you just go over there to his house and take them? Yeah. His friend Tracy, played by Sarah Paxton. Like it's it's her idea to go and have him break into the house and get the cards. So as, as smart as Jay is supposed to be, because, you know, he came up with this great speech that will get him the scholarship, he's not even the smartest person there. So they kind of, quote-unquote, break their own rules with who this character is, which annoys me again. But anyhow, he sneaks over to the Van Dusen's house and breaks into Ronnie's room to try and find the cards. And like you said, the door's kind of left open because ryan doesn't like to shut his doors and who comes in but the van dusen's show dog camille and it starts barking at at jay and everything and then the maid that they have comes comes out out and says come here camille come on and jay the first thing he sees is a mask i guess yep puts the mask on and walks right out the door and Apparently, the maid is very dramatic. Yes. that This is another thing where I didn't necessarily laugh out loud, you know, give mm-hmm. a, a, a loud chuckle. chuckle or anything. Mm-hmm. Just, I probably would have if it didn't take as long. Because it was a very ludicrous thing. Because the maid sees him, and she and screams, screams, and, and runs. runs. And then looks back, and yeah. then screams again, and then runs, and runs again, and then stops, looks, looks back, <laughs> screams, and runs. Even whenever Jay has already left the premises, she's still doing this. Because we kind of see that Jay, like, leaves the little area, you know, throws the mask off and everything. And she's still screaming, running, stopping, look back, scream, run, stop, look back. Now, here's also the thing. Eventually, we'll get to them getting home. Uh Why is she still scared? It's been how long since the, the masked man left? At least a few hours, I would assume. And nothing happened? And she's still freaked out? I'll get to that scene in a second, too. But we see that Camille is following Jay. See, at first I thought it was because the dogs hate him. But obviously we learned something different. Because of because the first dog we see around him mm-hmm. is Trisha's dog. True. I mean, it wasn't really mad at him. I thought maybe it didn't like him. But... Mm-hmm. Well, I knew because whenever the dog is following him and everything... He'll say, you know, go go home, like, go back, and the dog kind of whimpers. And whenever it whimpered, I was like, oh, the dog doesn't like being at the Van Dusen's house. 
yeah, I get that. Because uh, the Venducians are pretty crappy people. Yeah. Well, I guess more so the father and son. True. But, I mean, the the mom isn't necessarily as helpful with it because she's a bit on the clumsy side, ditzy side, if you ditzy. will. yeah. <laughs> so, Camille follows Jay basically all the way back home, and the reason he ends up bringing it with him is because she almost gets run over by cars. <laughs> so he just puts it in the... No, he doesn't put, no, he no. Doesn't put it in the basket. She, he just has her follow oh. him home. So they get home, and we start to see, once they're home, the, the practical effects they use with Camille and the puppetry they use with Camille because Camille jumps on the sofa next to Jay. Well, that was... Well, uh, I'm getting to the... And Jay keeps on... Turns on the TV. Yeah. And as he's going, he, all he sees is military. Right. Really, is it just the military channel in this house? Right. It is or kind is of it just, weird. Or is it just... I don't know. It's weird because all it was was military channel, military channel, military channel. In a, in a real T... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But while he's flipping through the channels, there's the little puppetry of Camille cut using her paws to cover her eyes oh, salute and everything which was actually kind of cute and funny <laughs> <laughs> and then jay realizes maybe she's hungry mm-hmm. and starts feeding her a crap ton of food which now, dogs have a slow metabolism especially right. smaller dogs the smaller dog the slower the metabolism and all that mm-hmm. my god that dog was would burst before it would eat all that i know Maybe one 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 thing the lasagna the first thing he gives her would have been just fine. Yeah, like I could have seen given given her the lasagna and maybe the meatloaf because you know just uh, a little bit of meat for the the okay. dog. Well, yeah. But it's the fact that you like he that could be food for him to eat. That, for that was week. food. That was food for him to eat for the rest of the week. And he's that, just like, like wasting it. Said, yeah, and he's just wasting mother, it on the dog. Mother said, "You got frozen dinners in the fridge." And I guess that could be. Tallied up to his not understanding, like, how dogs eat and their metabolisms work, but... Well, he's supposed to be a genius, though, as we've already mentioned, right? Right. I mean... So he should know, but whatever. We'll get past that. And we learned that the brother's on his way. He'll be there at 1,600 hours, which is about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And... He he calls his friend and asks her... Her opinion on what he should do. And she says to take the dog back, you know, not to call the Van Dusens because they'll expect him to be the one to blame to take the dog. She says just sneak over to the house and, you know, drop the dog back off which the house. He, which he does. And this was this was the first instance of something funny. And then so he puts her down on the ground and he's about to take off. And then the dog jumps into the thing. And obviously you can tell it's like spring because it goes boing. Well, even more than that. So, like you said, we see the dog come out of the hedge and everything, and it goes around the bike, and then, like you said, spring, because we hear a boing kind of sound, and the dog lands in the, the basket. This is another moment where I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I had to, I had to rewind oh, to see really? this moment, because I was like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> and so I rewound it, and you see the dog, you know, go around the bike and everything, and it's not a spring. It's someone throwing the dog in the basket. Because whenever you like watch it, there's a hand that pops up oh, in there. Yeah, there's a hand that pops up in the frame to throw the dog into the basket. See, <laughs> you'd be the only one to rewatch that and it's like, wait, what is this exactly going on? Well, it wasn't even that, because 
Like, I was, like, kind of half paying attention at that point. Because uh-huh. I was just so out of it because I was so angry about everything that happened prior, prior. to this. Mm-hmm. So I was half paying attention to it that whenever it happened, I was like, wait, what just happened? And I had to, like, watch it again to just be sure of what I just saw. And then you caught the hand. And then I caught the hand, yeah. And so then Jay gets back to his house with the dog, falls asleep with the dog at his house. And whenever he wakes up, we see the puppetry where it's angry Camille. See, I'm not, and then, and at this point, he's calling the Van Dusens with a voice changer. Right. Now, what he originally said that he was going, he said, I'll just call them and tell them that I have their dog. Mm -hmm. That would have been a smart idea because it's like, oh, hey, Van Dusens, I found your dog. Mm -hmm. But. Especially because at that point, they weren't thinking anyone stole the dog necessarily. Well, I mean, when they got home too. The maid did attack, yeah. The maid makes up a whole crazy scenario, so they wouldn't even know that he had the dog. I mean, Jay could have just found the dog while the attackers came by, you know? Exactly, you know, because the dog could have escaped and whatnot. But I do love the fact that whenever Angry Camille comes out and there's that whole puppet kind of going around chasing Mari's character, Jay, it was was funny to see the, the Angry Camille. But so what was exactly wrong with her at that point? It wasn't her allergies. No. So they were. But it made you believe that the pills were to seduce that angry side. Right. What I think was going on in that moment was the fact that every day Camille's getting medication, right? So it was just hyperactive stuff going on? Well, so she's getting the, the medication. And I think what was happening is the fact that she hadn't had her medication a long time. So it's it's like if you drink a lot of caffeine mm-hmm. and then one day you just stop drinking caffeine, you get a huge migraine. Mm. So in this case, she's been getting medication to quote-unquote suppress her, her anger uh, issues. Well, allergy. Okay, yeah. I guess because we don't know it's allergies at this point. Well, the allergies were for Ward Van Dusen because he, he was allergic to dogs. So he had the allergy medicine. The medicine for Camille was just to to temper her anger. But I think the reason Camille was always angry is because she's a show dog that doesn't want to be a show dog. And so she has all these like pent up, not necessarily aggression, but pent up like frustration. No, not even that. It's, she has all this energy, pent up energy to like do stuff with, but she just has to sit and like be showy like a show dog. And so I think this anger that we're seeing is just her getting all of her energy out because we'll see later once she like runs off and everything and she comes back. They say that, oh, she's a normal dog now. Yeah, and she's not angry anymore. So that's what I think this is. But whenever he's like running around from Camille in these initial moments, he's making more of a mess than the dog is really. Oh, at this point, yes. Yeah, because he's like knocking... Uh, plants over. I, I like how he always goes in the bathroom. For a, for a while, I thought, why didn't he go upstairs instead of in the bathroom? But as we see, in the, eventually, his bedroom doesn't have a a door. And right. I'm like, where's the mom staying and where's the brother's bedroom then? This is a good question. Also, wouldn't it have been smarter to just lock Camille in the bathroom rather than like lock her outside? Yeah, it would have been. Because she wouldn't have had that much to destroy. Yeah, I mean, she still could have destroyed the bathroom, but, but that's, that's one warm room. Area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to the entire house. Yeah. And it was... Like, I, I get, you know, you're running away from a dog that's trying to bite you and everything. But 
for example, do you have to jump through an opening where there's a plant, knock the plant over, break whatever the plant is in to get away from the dog? No, I don't think that was very necessary. Exactly. And so, like, I can run around my house that has a bunch of stuff everywhere, and I can manage to run around it, running away from somebody, without necessarily knocking stuff over. Right. Like, I, I know how to, like... Now, the other person following me, that's another story. They might knock stuff over. But still, I can do it in a... Not necessarily orderly, but... Easier. Easier fashion. And so I'm just like, what are you doing? Ugh. I'm so aggravated by this film, Kyle. Anyhow, we like you said, he runs into the bathroom, and you know Camille starts gnawing at the door dog. and everything, and then eventually, dog passes out, and it's like the next day, I guess. Jay walks out, check on the dog, see what happened, and we see an entire mess. Yes, entire mess, pillows, fluff everywhere. Uh huh. Like it's just the dog destroyed the house, and so he comes with the idea: we're gonna put a basket over. And we're going to tape her down and everything. Da, 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 da. And at this point, his brother gets here. Yes. And sees the mess that's kind of been created. And, oh, wait, no. that No, brother but her, get... his brother's pulling up in the driveway while he's taping it down. And she gets loose, tears his pants, so he runs outside the door. Yes. Oh, the... Not the door, but the window in the bathroom. True. But wait, I thought he... When does he catch Camille in the curtain? Because he has that first. Oh, that that's probably... Because mm-hmm. I know that comes up first. And the only reason I know that comes up first is because this also goes to the ludicrous stunts that they do with this dog. After that initial thing happens, right? I think he might have gone to like talk to one of his friends or whatever, but then he comes back and the dog's still chasing him around and whatnot. And he goes back into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And she gets in. Yes, she gets into the bathroom. She claws through the hole. Exactly. And he catches her in the shower curtain. Right. And wraps her up. Right. And he's like, now you can't escape. And then he, you know, and then puts... she, she shoots out the curtain like a can. Yes. Boom. Yes. Another moment where I was like, wait, what? What, <laughs> what is going on now? Because, like you said, he wraps her up and he's like, you're not going anywhere now until I figure out what to do with you. And then. There's no way that dog would have gotten out of that. Like, I don't even understand what the physics would have been behind the dog being able to do that. Just running real fast in the blanket. And then just, shoots out, hits the thing, and then, like, chases after him again. And he goes right back in the bathroom. Which had holes. Yeah, yeah, it had holes. And then he sees the holes, and then gets torn off and goes right out the window. I'm like, it had a hole. Why did you go back in the... Exactly. What? The only room we, the only two rooms, well, I guess three. The only three rooms we see: the living room mm-hmm. with the kitchen and dining room area, mm-hmm. the bathroom, yep, and his room. Yeah. Where are the other rooms in this house? They don't exist, Kyle. Oh, that's your answer. Mm-hmm. They don't exist. So he escapes to the window and everything, and like you said, that's when the brother's pulling up, and he ends up going into the house, sees how destroyed it is. And he's like, oh, you're going to clean this all this up. I'm going to bed. This is your responsibility. You shouldn't have told Mr. Van Dusen. But before that, he doesn't realize there's a dog there until he hears a noise come from the cabinet. I'm very curious how I got in the cabinet and closed it. The same way it shoots out of things. Because, because Jay opens that cabinet and what happens? The dog shoots, shoots out. out. <laughs> and he steps on the glass table and is like, oh no, the glass table is breaking. Once again, they're just they're destroying the house themselves just as much as Camille's destroying this house for them. And then it's at that point, like you said, he has the to take responsibility. Like, you, it's your responsibility. You take care of it. 
you call Mr. Venduzzi because he told his brother that Mr. Venduzzi asked him to watch Camille. Right. He's like, you call, I'll call. I actually, he says, I'll call. And the bro- and then Jay's like, no, 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 I'll call, I'll call, I'll call. Because he doesn't my want responsibility. I'll take care of it. Right. Because he doesn't want the brother to realize that he wasn't Vo- taking use care the voice- of it. Well, first off, he used the voice changer to tell Mr. Venduzzi that I would drop it off and yada, right. yada. Right. And yeah, well, <laughs> it is his fault. He should have gone with his original plan. Just tell, call him up and say, hey, I have you done with that do something. Exactly. But it's his friends who, who talked him out of it because they're like, he'll get in trouble if he does. Which I don't, like I said, I don't think he would have necessarily. Mm-hmm. At least not that initial point. So he has right. to call him back. And it's at this point, because of the fact that Mr. Van Dusen's father-in-law, because it's his wife's dad. Mm-hmm. Says that he needs to find his dog or else. Yes. That he's actually wanting the dog back instead of letting them keep it. Right. And whenever the the grand, this father-in-law, I mean, mm-hmm. whenever he sells, he tells Mr. Van Dusen the or else, that he'll like replace Mr. Van Dusen with mm-hmm. someone who would be a good headmaster, I actually thought that that would end up being Mike, Jay's brother. Oh. I thought that's, I thought that would have end up, ended up being mm-hmm. one thing that would have happened because, you know, you need responsibility for it and everything, but... That was just like an initial like theory that I had where I was like, oh, I wonder if this is going to happen. So Jay calls back with his voice changer and once again trying to give the dog back. And Mr. Van Dusen's like, what do you want, $2,000? $5,000? 5000 I'll give you 5000 Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, the bro- and then he- Jay asks his brother because his brother obviously didn't go to sp- sleep like he said he was. He said, oh, you can drop me off at the park. So he's like, okay, well, did you ask Mr. Van Dusen for some money? He's like, oh, money? What are, you, what are you talking about, money? I don't know what you're talking about money for. And in the process of getting or going to the park, Camille wakes up in the back of the car that they're driving. And so they hurry up and get out because they don't want the dog to chase And then the dog ran out while I... Yep, took off. And so now, before they can even get the dog back to Mr. Van Dusen, they have to find the dog. And with all that going on, there's still stuff going on at... The school. So Mr. Van Dusen now wants Jay to, to create up the search. Yes, the dog. make flyers for the dog and everything uh, and with at a reward. This point, Jay's brother's like, "Okay, all you have to do is stall him. I'll try to figure something out." At this point, so he gets the voice changer and starts making Van Dusen do crazy stuff at the yes. same time as Jay's trying to stall the wanted poster. Well, not really wanted, but the poster, missing, missing missing dog, dog posters. posters and. The first thing that he that Mike makes Mr. Van Dusen do is get a cake. I thought it was a cheesecake the first time I heard it. I thought he said get a cheesecake. That cake did not look like a cheesecake. I might have misheard, though. No, I think he just wanted him to get a regular cake, I think. I thought it said cheese, but okay. And he wanted him to write the Itsy Bitsy Spider. And then clearly sing the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Well, while... I mean, he didn't say sing. He just said... Well, he didn't say it, but he but he did. Whenever he told him to get the cake, he said, "Now this part is very important. So listen up." And then it cuts away, so you don't know what that important thing is. So clearly, he told him to sing. And whenever he's singing, I guess he's also has to, he has to give out like pieces of cake to people. And he ends up giving a piece to a homeless man, and then gives him the cake. The and then the homeless cake, man, and then the homeless man tries to sing. Needs to be inspired, but. <laughs> Um, I don't think that's the way. Or maybe that's always been the way. We just got it wrong. <laughs> we got it wrong. The homeless man's been singing it right the whole time. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. What's he say? The Itsy Bitsy Spider crawls up the water hose. 
and then down comes the snow and hits him on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I will start singing that instead of the regular song. <laughs> and then included with that, uh, while that's going on, Jay is taking one of his best friends and then another guy who's on the student council to help put up the flyers. The most... The, clumsy, I guess? Idiots at the group? Yeah, the, 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 they're probably the idiots at the group. And so they split up. Jay takes one way and then the other two take the other way. And they're... They are the worst at this. The only place that was pretty good to put up was the pole. The yeah, pole next, the... Ne- uh, the light pole that had like the crosswalk yeah. thing on it. That's the only place that was acceptable. Mind you, we've on- we only saw them put up one other place, which yeah, was right. <laughs> the at the car wash. wash but they now, did it the wrong I'd way. If they put it in the inside of oh, the waiting yeah. room and oh, not yeah. outside, it would have been better. I mean, their idea, but the execution was bad. Yes. And they end up losing all the other ones that they had because they put it on top of a dumpster of and all places they... to put them <laughs> instead of just carrying it with them no, to no, the light. No, I'd say he said he put a rock on top of it. It's fine. It won't blow away at least. One smart move <laughs> out of how many. <laughs> so not the smartest idea. And Jay and Mike come up with an idea to but find Camille. But worked out very well. Yeah, yeah, it did. And so they come up with a way to find the dog, which is put meat inside and their army bag. Army bag, yeah. Which starts off by getting just random dogs, but then finally Camille shows up. So they managed to with catch her Camille. Don't forget that. With her boyfriend, correct. <laughs> and so they now have the dog. So now they can can give the dog to Mister Van Dusen. Mm-hmm. But they've also come up with another kind of like side trick to like stop Mister Van Dusen from. Getting the dog too quickly or, or figuring them out. Well, also, at this point, I believe, there's police involved. Well, it this happens just before the police get involved. Because he has Mr. Van Dusen go to the bowling alley. Oh. Yeah. And he says, you know, go to the bowling alley, bowl 10 frames, and have to, but only bowl gutter balls. Right. Not one pin needs to go down. And, and also do it with your wife's silk robe and slippers. Exactly. And after the 10th frame, you'll get your ball back with a note that tells you where to pick up your dog. So he bowls 10 frames off, obviously. All gutter balls. Yes. And then the ball comes back. There's no note. So he goes inside of the machine that gives you the ball back and says, Where's my note? So first of all, what I have to say about that scene is, Why would Mr. Van Dusen... Like, I get that he he wants to get this dog back. Otherwise, he's fired from his job by his his father-in-law. Father-in-law, yeah. But come on, man! You have to realize at a certain point you're being tricked. Yeah, and then well, I mean, I mean, just look at Ronnie. True. It's, yeah, apple doesn't fall from far from far from the tree. Yeah, and that <laughs> tree is pretty close. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and my second thing to say is, there's no way in like a regular bowling alley mm-hmm. his head would fit inside that ball return right. socket mm-hmm. no way thirdly that ball hitting him on the head he's dead he's he's dead i thought so too. <laughs> like that that's that's the end <laughs> they they murdered they murdered the, the headmaster but so everything we see from this point on is in the mind of jay for killing someone exactly yeah okay. exactly <laughs> so after that we see the headmaster with all these like bruises on his face and everything from the bowling ball. And now the police are involved. So whoever shows up with the dog will now be arrested. So they make the whole plan to return it back to the house. Yes. And they try to pin it all on Ronnie. Yes. Which 
ends up working fantastically. <laughs> I think the brother should have done more research into BMX. Oh, yeah. At least a little bit. If if Jay came up with a plan, like all, all Mike has to oh, do is just research point, BMXs. At this point, the brotherly thing got resolved. Yes. And then, okay, so whenever they come up with the plan to return the, the dog mm-hmm. and, and pin it all on Ronnie for stealing it, and Jay recreates the whole layout of the house and how it all goes or whatever. Camille starts barking mm-hmm. and Jay ends up like calming her down and whatnot and da da da. And Mike goes, how, how'd, you, how'd, how'd you do, do that? that? And Jay says, I don't know. Like, I, I, love? Is that how he says it? Or he was just nice to her or he asked nice? Or, yeah, he just was nice to her. Yeah, something something along those lines. And then he like starts to walk off and you see Mike kind of like contemplate or whatever and i was like oh well that's him learning his lesson mm, quote unquote yeah. and once again i thought that was going to pay off even more at the end even though it didn't really uh but jay's going off through the back houses of the neighbors and while that's going on well here uh, before we get to the the big brother and ronnie situation okay the piñata one. The backyard with the piñata? Mm-hmm. Okay, every, the piñata breaks. All the kids rush around the candy, and he runs. The mm-hmm. parents are still there. You can see the parents still there. The I parents, guess the parents didn't care. It's... You've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Yes. It's something similar to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where Ferris is trying to get home before his dad, and his parents, and everything. all these backyards, yes. and they're just like, whatever. Yeah, at least with with Ferris, he's actually like running through each of the yards and everything. But there are points where, whenever he's like run, as an example, at one point he runs through a house. Oh, you know he's he's running okay. he's running yeah. through a house and he smells cooking. He I think he like might taste something and like runs out and he's like oh, dinner's ready. But as he's doing it, things happen like hey, who are you? What's going on? Right, hey, stop! This, yeah, there is nothing of the sort. They just you see them standing right there. He runs like right by them, like the two. I don't know how many... He probably had to run through like four houses, but we only see him run through two. And one of them that he runs through, it has a large dog. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, the woman who's letting out the dog doesn't see him. Mm-hmm. And then once he gets through the fence and whatnot, and he's like, get away, get away, get away. And the woman calls the dog back. Once again, she doesn't see him. Or hear him. Or hear him. Okay, whatever. And then like you said, he runs through the house, through the backyard with the pinata. Yeah. And he's just running through. And there's but like five different parents. Yeah. And none of them says like one thing of, hey, who are you? Like just, just one, hey, who are you? He doesn't have to stop or anything. Just run through. Hey, what you doing here? Yeah, exactly. Right. One and of those. Nothing. That's it. And then we get to... You know why I think they, they didn't have the parents say anything? Because they would have had to pay him money. Right. Mm. Or more money. More money because they were, they were getting Extras, paid. yeah. Yeah. Because they're extras and, you know, you have to pay extra something. But if you if they say something, it's paying more because they're featured essentially. Mm-hmm. But now we get to our Mike and Ronnie. So Mike is disguising himself as a BMX magazine reporter. Mm-hmm. And he tells Ronnie to answer a few questions. And if he does it, he, he gets can... a free BMX. Yep. And he gets to be in like a review for the BMX magazine. And Ronnie is coming up with the worst questions. The easiest questions as well. Yeah, like what does BMX stand for? What is this? What is that? And Ronnie's just like these are the worst questions ever. Like Ronnie 
I guess it helps that Ronnie's like his dad where they're not the smartest, the sharpest tools in the shed. And then Jay goes into the building, calls up the Van Dusen's house. Yes. With the voice changer. With Ronnie's phone. With Ronnie's phone. And says, hey, I have your dog. Come meet me here. Yada, yada, yada. And the Van Dusen guy's like, no, we're not doing it or whatever. Because he doesn't want to go through it anymore. He's like, okay, bye. And he just leaves the phone on the thing. Doesn't hang up. Exactly. Because he he says goodbye to the mail. Yep. And that's because the police are tracing the call. But because he didn't hang up. Yep. Because he didn't hang up. They can now trace it in two minutes. And so he says goodbye to Camille. And does his little caca to tell the brother to get out of there. So they do. Take off. Take off. Oh, one of the things that the brother had asked him was, was it like, what, how do you pop a wheelie or something like yeah. that? Yeah, it was, it was, I think something like, what does pop a wheelie mean to you or something like something that? Something like that. And, of course, at that point, uh, Ronnie was like, that, that's a stupid question. But even though he knew the answer. And he's like, wrong. Yeah, wrong, yeah. <laughs> and so the police trace the call. They find out come came from Ronnie's. Ronnie sees his phone's up there and he's like, oh, look, a voice changer. And it ends the phone call. And then at the same time, the dad and the cops and everyone come in. They, they, quote unquote, realize that Ronnie stole the dog, even though that wasn't the case. Oh, hey, you guys, you found Camille. Good job for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with the way that Ronnie acts, it wouldn't be too unbelievable to, to say that he did. Yeah. yeah. And like the way that he acts would be the way someone would act if they just got kind of caught trying to pull a prank, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. But in the process... Ronnie ends up losing the scholarship, mm-hmm. and Mr. Van Dusen ends Lose up getting... It. Now, I get the fact that Ronnie, you know, stole this dog and everything, but is that enough to make him lose the scholarship? To... I think what happened was, I guess eventually, um, because his the... grandfather got involved, and his grandfather figured out, obviously his grandfather's the smart one in the family. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if Jay was... I don't know if Jay did, but mm-hmm. let's say that he actually told the grandfather something about this. Or maybe the grandfather figured it out. Because we see Jay give a new speech, mm-hmm. which this time it's about the handicapped having more accessibilities in our world and everything. See, I know the grandfather said something about how something that came to life. Yes. And I'm... so there are two things, maybe the dog or maybe the grandfather found out about the cards and stuff. And that's one of the, the moments that, you know, you have a setup for at the beginning that doesn't have a, a clear payoff. That right. just, you don't they just know gloss what over. happens. Yeah. You like, just hear, you're just there to guess at this point. Yeah. Like what, what was the new information that came like? Is the new information, the fact that, that they learned that Ronnie cheated, the that, they, oh, that he cheated. stole the the, or the speech, or stole the dog, or stole the dog, or is yeah, like which of those is the the answer? It would have just been nice to to see them come up with that resolution mm-hmm. on camera rather than just be like, we don't know how we're going to resolve something this, so we'll just came, we'll just we'll just say something came to mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that'll be good enough. It, it's a very annoying thing, and we see that we learn that Camille is pregnant. Right. With dogs because of her boyfriend that she had while she was missing for however many days. <laughs> and one of the dogs gets given to Jay. Because and, Camille likes her. Him. Yeah. Him. Yeah. And, of course, Ward Van Dusen, the previous headmaster, 
is now the secretary. He's now the secretary for his father-in-law, who's now back in the headmaster seat. And he's complaining because all these dogs are going to mess with his allergies because he's allergic to dogs. But he has to suck it up because the dog's important. Because Ronnie, now Ronnie's going to a different school. And yes, he's not living in into his, living in his room. His little so pool house, yeah. Van Dusen gets to live in the pool house. And what school is Ronnie going to now, Kyle? Starwell? Was it the Starwell or Star Starwark? I don't know. It, it was. I think it's Starwell. It might be Starwell, but it's a, it's the military academy that that Mike. Jay's brother Mike was going to. That Jay was going to have to go to. And Mike's the captain of Ronnie. Yes. And, and <laughs> the last questions he asks, "What does Papa Willie mean to you?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's at that point that Ronnie realizes that that's the because BMX he takes out. Yeah, yeah. Like, what does? But the other thing that happens in that scene is, once again, another thing that's just glossed over in a line of dialogue. Now, Ronnie, not Ronnie, now Mike's platoon, if you will, is, is like, succeeding. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're doing much better. But we don't see it. Right. Like, it, it, the way it ends looks exactly how the way it began whenever we first saw Mike. Nothing looks different to me. So I, I don't believe that anything has changed, but apparently something has, according to the guy who said that line of dialogue but whatever some interesting little trivia as we brought up this movie had shia labeouf in it Mm -hmm. obviously we know him from even stevens as well as his prolific career in holes in transformers actually transformers movies his big hollywood career that he's had as i mentioned taj mari the brother mike i thought i recognized him from somewhere is he he is from I only know him from one thing because I was kind of looking through his IMDb and there's only one thing that I 100% recognize him from. And that's Remember the Titans. Okay. He was he was Rev. So um, I don't remember. He, he I, was, I don't remember, remember the Titans all that well. It's her, been quite a... And I was younger back then when I saw it, so... Basically, he was... He was the quarterback for the team who they do the... We are the Titans. Let me ask you, uh, was the character, the main character for Brink in that, or no? Which what? Because I know the main character, no. Brink, the guy who I, plays Brink, mm-hmm. he was in a football. Uh, right? I don't think I don't think he was in that. I'm not but sure. But he was he in a in. football one, right? With, I, I believe um, Iceman. I believe Bob. You know who plays Iceman? Bobby. I don't remember his name. Oh, uh, I know you're talking about Sean Ashmore. Yeah, does he play in the movie with him? Or maybe I'm getting it wrong. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, maybe I'm, I'm getting this look wrong. that up later. Maybe I'm getting this wrong. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's someone that who looks very similar to. In Remember the Titans, or in the in movie with Brink. Oh, yeah. Well, so in Remember the Titans, Craig Kirkwood, who plays Mike, in Remember the Titans, he plays Rev, and basically he's the quarterback who, whenever they're singing the "Everywhere We Go" mm-hmm. song, and they get. Whatever team that they're playing on, they get upset by this, and they're like, "We'll show them what it's like having a good time." And they they hurt Rev, and the next person to go in as the backup quarterback is Sunshine, Sunshine, Sunshine. Anyhow, <laughs> but yeah, he's essentially like the first quarterback for the Titans before he gets injured and can't throw the ball. And then we also have Ed Bakley Jr., who was the headmaster character. Ward, and he is someone, Ed Begley Jr., is someone who's been in a number of movies, but the thing that I 
know him from because I I just rewatched it. Mm-hmm. Batman Forever. As he's a guy who works for Bruce Wayne in his like IT department, and he's like the guy who's over Edward Nigma's character. Like he's the boss of Edward Edward Nigma, and Ed Nigma, who's the Riddler, is coming up with this device to control people's brain waves, and he stumbles upon him. And tries to stop him, but then the Riddler ties him up and throws him out the window and makes it look like he committed suicide. And then the other person who we saw clearly in this film, Sarah Paxton. Mm -hmm. And Sarah Paxton's been in a number of things. Disney Channel-wise, I know she was in Return to Halloween Town, which, I don't care what people say, is the worst Halloween Town. Not necessarily Sarah Paxton's fault, it's just, in my opinion doesn't do good compared to the rest of the series <clears throat> but she's also been in things like aquamarine last house on the left uh sydney white which was like a a new take on the snow white story mm-hmm. and then finally i don't know where she necessarily is in the movie but there's this character known as girl number one and she is played by olesia rulin and we know who that is, mostly because she's in high school. Oh, musical. right, yeah. <clears throat> and she's also in uh, um, Halloween Town. Hi. Oh, yes, she is. Yes, she is. Huh. That's a coincidence. Interesting. But yeah, so she pops up apparently at some point as girl number one. Where at? I have no idea. I, don't I saw know. her, but I don't remember where. It was, in, oh, library, when they were making the posters. Oh, that's her. Yeah, she's the one who, uh, whenever Jay says, I'm going to bring these two, the doofuses, if mm-hmm. you will, she's the one who's like, you're bringing them? I they thought, didn't even finish one poster. Yeah, they didn't even finish one poster. I thought the headmaster wanted these posters up this century or something like that. Okay. Oh, that's her. Okay. That's very interesting. Didn't realize that was her. Although she did kind of look familiar to me. Interesting. Very interesting. So, Kyle... What do you think about this? Would you say that it's a nostalgic movie? Would you put it close to Brink? What do you think? Ah, well, like I said, things, some things happen way too fast. Uh-huh. And as we brought up in this, there are many weird things that happen. Such as the dog bouncing with a hand got thrown with a hand right <laughs> yes so uh, yes i would definitely rank it near brink mm-hmm. definitely above brink slightly like if we were giving numbers to it brink would have a 5 and this would have a 5.1 coincidentally on IMDb, on their rating star system, it has a 5.1 on Oh, IMDb. really? I don't know what Brink has, but this one has a 5.1. <laughs> Didn't even know that, because I don't want, I don't look on IDP. <sighs> now, nostalgic. I'd say it, it, it would be nostalgic. Now, would I rewatch it? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> it, it, it would probably... If I'd probably watched it before, then... I would say it was nostalgic, but I have mm. never watched it. Would I rewatch? Mm, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, it was an interesting movie, to tell you the least. Probably could have picked better. True. <laughs> yeah, that's got it. 
I I I might agree with you with when it comes to the nostalgia bit of it. I'm curious to know how I would have reacted had I seen this before. before. I mean, as a kid, you're not really paying attention to much. Right. But since we watch it as adults, because this is a new movie for us, mm-hmm. we catch more things where we've got the mental capacity to be like, oh, that's not right. I will say, though, <clears throat> I may have seen this like once before, <clears throat> not really 100% paying attention. But like because briefly going into a room saying, oh, look, yeah. Something like that. Only because... The scene whenever Mike is quizzing Ronnie about the BMXs and everything, and Ronnie gets one thing wrong because he says that's a stupid question, or whatever. Um, and Mike starts going, Mike starts telling him that he's wrong and everything, and they're arguing with each other. But Mike's going, like doing like that. I can remember that that one little scene of the no 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 you're probably flipping through channels trying to find something to get to watch and and i probably saw that scene that's actually at this point in time it was you were watching disney channel and cartoon network and boomerang probably very true so i do imagine that a lot of this probably would have been nostalgic for me had i actually like seen it but if i could i'd probably just take all of the scenes of the, the dog. effects and stunts the dog does, and I would just watch that over and over again. Oh, okay. I, those, was so, that was the most enjoyable part. For that you? was the most. Like I would take that, and then I would take the the animatic at the very beginning, and then I'd take the few little instances of like lines of dialogue that made me chuckle, mm-hmm. and I would just take those things together, and I would watch that over and over again. But I wouldn't watch the whole movie because there is so much that is so easy to fix from I think character a lot point of, of these view. Movies is that we don't get a lot of solutions wrapped up neatly the way we want it. Mm-hmm. I think it's only because of money issues, maybe. For the most part, if I had to guess, that's probably. I it, mean, they but... could make because I think because it's a Disney Channel original. Mm-hmm. They don't really have enough time. I mean, I guess they could make time, but it's not like a. Like in movies and theaters where they're like two hours long and whatnot. If they and made it longer, then we get better resolutions. I, I don't I don't even think it has to do with how long the movie is. Because there's a lot of hour and thirty minutes yeah, movies you're right. that wrap up. I, I think the problem just... I think it does come down to time, but it's not the time of the movie. I think it's how long they have to develop it. Okay. Because and put it's in a production. Disney, it's a Disney Channel original, they don't they yeah. just want to put out fast. Exactly. And they're just worried about, hey, write something up. Oh, that works, and we'll just put it out. And they're kind of... They're not too worried about what if it's good or not, because they have so many other Disney original movies that do way better. They're just putting it out. Exactly. And it's really a thing of that they're kind of putting out a Disney Channel original movie, if not every quarter, then just about like every month mm-hmm. or so. And so that's the, the time crunch that they really have to to deal with compared to movies and cinemas they have at least a, a year, year if not more <clears throat> but yeah so anyhow guys those were our thoughts and opinions and interesting facts for hounded what did you guys think would you watch this again have you watched it again 
Do you think it's better or worse than Brink? Me and Kyle are currently putting it just barely above Brink because we didn't care for all that much. Minus a few little interesting tidbits. But yeah, let us know your thoughts. Next week, because Kyle had brought this up last week, and also the ending of this film made me think of it a little bit, we're going to watch Cadet Kelly. Oh. And we may be bringing on a special guest who hasn't been on the podcast yet. So, be on the lookout for that. So anyhow, guys, until next time, you can follow me on all social media at Tyler92, Kyle. You can follow me on no social media, but I'll say talk to you next week. And you can follow our podcast social media on Instagram and on Facebook at Nostalgia Decoms Today. So until next time, guys, bye-bye. <laughs>